0: You're listening to Breakaway Wealth. The show designed to help you build wealth faster, think bigger, and break out of the herd. Now, here's your host, Jim Oliver. Before we jump into today's show, we have some exciting news to share with you. Our brand new online community platform is now live. Get access to free on-demand, in-depth training courses on topics like infinite banking, cryptocurrency, real estate investing, and much more. Just go to community.createTailwind.com. That's community.createTailwind.com, or check out the show notes of this episode to find the direct link to request to join the community. Now, on to the show.
1: Welcome back, Breakaway Wealth. I'm your host, Jim Oliver, and with me today, my good friend and my guest, Joe Pavich Jr. Welcome, Joe. Hi, Jim. Well, you know, we see each other uh, a lot because we live in the same neighborhood here in uh, Paradise or Southwest Florida, as some people call it. But uh, uh, I'm excited to have you on because, you know, we've gotten some bad press since that hurricane back on September 28th. And I want to remind everybody that this is Paradise and you're the perfect guy to help me do that. So let's start it off by telling everybody just a little bit about you, Joe.
2: Thanks for having me, Jim. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, everybody, my name is Joe Pavich. I am um, a full-time resident here in Southwest Florida. I've lived in here in the area since 1989. I was one of the first graduating classes of Astero High School. And uh, when I first moved here, Jim, the population of Astero was 800. Wow. 800 people. So, our, I mean, our community has more than that right now. And uh, it's just truly amazing. So, uh, yeah, basically went to Astero High School, um, played some baseball. I thought I would take that route and uh, went away to college. I went to Gainesville chasing the, uh, you know, when I wanted to be in the show, Jim. Mm-hmm. You know, the small percentage of the people that make it, I, I thought I was going to be one of them. And I, I soon realized that uh, when you're playing for a college, every good player from every area is on one team. And all of a sudden... You're not as good as you think you are. So I had to change pace uh, pretty quickly and and find a different route. Um, Jim, I got three kids, uh, 12, 10 and eight. And uh, life is good. You know, I sell a lot of homes, but I'm a dad. I'm around. I'm available. And uh, that's my life. A little crazy, but uh, it works for me.
1: You know, that's awesome, and Joe. I have to say that it's a good thing your wife is so beautiful because you got the best looking family I think I've ever seen. So, uh, you know, <laughs>
2: thanks, Joe.
1: I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, Joe and I are really good friends, so I can't uh, have this episode not kind of bust his chops a little bit. But, uh, you know, Joe, when I think of real estate, I think there's a lot of things that people don't think about, and a lot of our listeners are up north and they're probably thinking. Should I have a vacation home? How would I make that work? Uh, You know, so let's just start there. I want to talk about more about, um, you know, uh, we have a great friend that's to the show, Mike Gandolfo, who's a a professional like yourself in Louisville, and he specializes in Louisville. But your market is a little bit different. We've talked about what to look for in a realtor, and, and I'm going to get into that. And because everybody in Southwest Florida, when they retire or their wife doesn't know what to do, or their husband doesn't know what to do, because the other spouse is uh, making a lot of money or they have a lot of money, they get into real estate. And I always think that that's so dangerous because you need really good representation and you need a professional, not somebody just winging it, right? Because they can pass the test. But let's go back to... um, uh, back to vacation homes, and how do you work with somebody? Let's say they're from Chicago. We have a lot of people in Chicago, New York, you know, the other parts of the Midwest, Ohio. Tell me about the what they're looking for normally, and how you can help
2: them, Jim. That's a great question, and um, it's it's an interesting process. And I'll tell you, I've, I've been in real estate, as you know, for you know over actually twenty two years coming up. Uh, we were one of the first. Re- Actually, we were the first. I was trying to be humble and say we were one of the first, but we were the first real estate office in Estero, and uh, it's. And been your great- pops was in the
1: business too. I mean, he is in the business too. Yes,
2: he's yeah. in the business. He's still going. Uh, he's the godfather of real estate. I mean, he is the guy. So, uh, Jim, I got a great family. You know, we all specialize in different homes, which is great because if I have a client that calls, we don't we, we don't do the tug of war. We. You know, if I have a client that, you know, we all have our areas that we specialize in, but if, if we have one that kind of falls in between, in between the lines of our developments, there's no tug of war. It, it's great. It works great. So um, when people call me uh, to look at homes, vacation homes, they, they want to buy, um, they're here for vacation. They want to look a very small period of time. Right. They want to play golf. They want to go to dinner. I gotta be spot on, and I gotta tell you that I, I've had my 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 um, speed bumps along the way. Client comes in town. You don't ask enough questions. You show them one home. I'm sure you've been there, not with me, but I'm right, sure right. And I'm sure everybody's been there too because sometimes realtors don't listen, Jim, and they 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 take them looking at homes, and the first home they they take them out to look at, they go well, if we're gonna look at anything like this, let's eliminate this. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get a wave of, of anxiety because you go, oh my God, the next 18 that we're gonna look at are similar to this one home that you don't like. So we're gonna pretty much waste our whole day looking at things that we don't wanna see. So, uh, you know, that happens, right? That's just something that happens along the way. But through the years, experience has, has really made me wanna communicate with people. So when I'm meeting with somebody from Chicago, the first thing I do is I say, let's have a five minute conversation. Let me ask you what you're looking for. Are you a golfer, beach, boating, you know, uh, acreage, land, horses, condo, uh, no fees, high fees, low fees? Do you want to have a big yard? Do you want to have a lake view? Do you want to see the sunset? You know, you ask them these questions. And sometimes I don't ask you know, I never ask that many, but I, I sort of pick at the questions a little bit. Um, do they want stairs? Do they care if there's a master bedroom upstairs? So I've gotten to the point where I really ask them a few questions and I can I immediately identify kind of what they're looking for. And I, as you know, and I, I know you're the same way. Um, I don't like to to procrastinate. The word procrast- I can't even spell it when I when I say the word It it gives me a headache. You know, when I talk to people, I do it right away. I send them an email and I say, I'm going to send you an email. I want you to look at what I'm sending you and just tell me if I'm close, because I don't want to, you know, kind of go over what we're going to see before you come down. That way, when we start looking, we're going to look for one hour, two hours, then you can play golf, then you can go to dinner and you're not going to be looking at real estate the whole time. So the key for me is identifying what they want to look at. Um, the goal is not to make a sale the first trip. You know, I don't, um, listen, I, people have walked into homes and said, I want it, I'll take it. Um, but it's not like the reality shows, Jim, where they walk in and then they take it right away. I mean, in my whole career, that's happened a dozen, two dozen times and I have sold over 3,000 homes. So it's very rare, but the key is to just get to know the client. Um, Send me a picture of your home that you currently live in so I can get an idea of what you like, you know, that I can start brainstorming with. Yeah, yeah.
1: that's the key
2: is listening to people. That's all it is. What
1: about do you do you feel like, Joe, there's like different levels that people are different places people are at in their lives? Like maybe somebody wants to come down uh, for the whole season. Right. Maybe somebody wants to move down here full time. Again, we're kind of talking, you know, eventually. So they might want to buy a house that they're going to transition into uh, full time. But there's other people that maybe they're in their 40s or maybe they're in their 30s and or their early 50s. It doesn't really matter their age. But they're kind of at that place where they say, you know, um, I I want to rent this out. This is always maybe a struggle you have between, to me, it's like between husband and wife sometimes.
2: Yeah, yeah. Sure. Hey, we can
1: have that vacation home. But when we're not using it, the husband says, we're going to rent that baby out. We're going to make some money. Right. You ever, right? Am I, and, and I
2: love, I love where you're going with it because, yes. You're, yeah.
1: You're- so, so what do you do or like, because if somebody just, if that's their mentality, they don't know, hey, how much would this rent for? And obviously, an inexperienced realtor or somebody's a part time realtor, they don't know how to answer these questions. They don't know how to do this math. So, what tell me about that.
2: So that is a a conversation that comes up quite a bit because people want to buy now um, and they don't really want to be here full-time for several years. So for me, I do rent out properties as well for people. That's part of it. And that's really an added benefit that I can bring to people. Um, I can tell you what it will rent for, but not only can I tell you, I'm going to have to perform because you're going to give me that rental and it's a different scenario, there, right, Jim? Yeah. If, if, you're, if I tell you I'm going to get you 10 or 15,000 a month, you're going to buy this place based on my information and I'm going to have to perform. Um, and one You can
1: come back to them and say, hey, I got you an offer for eight grand when yeah, you're exactly. to 15, right? Yeah.
2: So the key is, is, is never, and this is my motto never overpromise, always over deliver. And I've always been that way because um, I, I always tell people I can rent this out for you. It would, it gonna, it's going to, it's going to rent out for this much. And I, here's the type of client that will rent this home. Right. It's going to be a seasonal person. They like to golf. If you have a golf membership, there's an added value because we can now transfer that membership to them and you're going to get an extra three or four or five grand a month. Fifteen grand over three months pays for their annual dues for golf, and maybe it pays for their taxes and their uh, their insurance or whatever it might be for the year. So yeah, you know, we do rentals, and, and we know the market really well. So um, you know, Jim, when I when I started in real estate, there was nothing here. Mm-hmm. So I saw one building, another community. I learned it. Another one came up. I learned it then all of a sudden another one comes up and it was nicer and it got better, but then the locations weren't as good because they were further out. So it's interesting through my years, I've really watched them all be built being built the West Bay club, 25 years is here. And, you know, we were riding dirt bikes, you know, back in near this area and the back and by the front gate. And it was all just um, just land. So it's kind of cool seeing it all come up. But for me, when I'm working with people, uh, I have to give them an idea what it's going to rent for. And they're going to say, Joe, do it for me. And I usually have people in my pocket to where I can say, oh, by the way, so and so I can rent it right now for, for X. So,
1: so you know, the, I think, you know, Joe, when I look at this market and this market, sometimes if you're not familiar with it, it seems very expensive, right? But but I think that there's an entry point because of what you just said is you might have you might be able to get people to rent it out when you're not using it. That transition is is awesome. Uh, but there's so many things going on in this community, so many things that are coming in the next few years. But I love what you said about learning. You learn this community from from scratch, right? You, you I, I'm always amazed if I say, hey, you know that house over in Bonita Springs, over in Naples or wherever? And You go, oh yeah, I know that house, you know, like you don't know the neighborhood, you know the house, right? Yeah, yeah, and 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 I think that's impressive and really cool. And and you know, when you Naples is one thing, Benita and Estero are kind of this, in my opinion, a little bit similar, and then Fort Myers is different. Fort Myers Beach, which will come back, Sanibel, yeah. it's all different. Like, what do you want? And so, where do you want to be? You could you could never find the right place if you don't have the right advice on where to look. And I always say there's no bad place down here and there's no perfect place. Uh, And, and, but you know, people, uh, everybody wants to go down and drive down Gordon drive and see these hundred million dollar houses and stuff like that. And, um, uh, or down Hickory and look at, you know, 15, $20 million houses right on the water, but you got to know the advantages, disadvantages, who's got, when, where do you have to have flood insurance Where do you uh, have to have, uh, uh, should you have excess blood insurance? And your realtor can cost you a lot of money not knowing those things. But, uh, uh, you know, maybe talk about what you see coming to Naples, Bonita, Estero, Fort Myers, Southwest Florida. You know, I know that there's more to Southwest Florida than just those towns, but uh, uh, over the next five, 10 years.
2: So there's you know it's a great market because there's always in, there's always listings coming up there's always homes selling there's there really hasn't there hasn't been a market that we've really seen other than you know 2007 8 9 where maybe there was a lot of inventory for different reasons uh, but Jim the rents have gotten so high down here that when people are looking to rent versus buy if it costs you 30 grand for 3 months and you can buy a home for 850 and it's going to cost you 38 to own it a year and i can pick up an extra two or three months you know everybody's a little bit different and i never push i never sell people trust me i talk to people it's never to push the sale right i mean we've been friends for years how many times do i i tell you jim you gotta you need to look need to look at this i i yeah, you know yeah. we discuss stuff and if i love something i'm going to tell you and if i don't i don't but this market down here we're going to start to see some more inventory coming up. I'm starting to see it a little bit because a lot of times there's so many realtors here. There's 14,000 agents. Uh, Sometimes they just tell a seller it's worth 10 million. It was worth eight before the storm and now it's worth 10 after the storm. And, uh, they just have them priced a little bit high. I had the same conversation with a seller as well. Um, they live in an area of Naples. I'll tell you after the show (laughs) and, uh, there's like they're starting to they're, the listings are building up a little bit because everybody is asking too much money. Um, yeah. Those types of listings will probably stay on the market days in the market a little bit longer. And then maybe they start to play the, well, he's listed at 10. I need to be at 9.9 9, and he's at 9.9. 9, I need to be at three 11.2 cause mine might be bigger and newer. So um, it's always kind of been that way. And I think we'll continue to see that happen. Um, I think the interest rates, will probably go up a little bit, but I think they're going to go back down to reality uh, when more homes come on the market. Um, I don't think we're ever going to see tons of inventory um, down yeah. here. A lot of people bought by these homes They're These are seasonal homes for the most part, not the whole area, but the areas that I specialize in are more seasonal. It's, it's like a, you know, the people that have these homes, it's, it's sort of a, I wouldn't say an impulse buy, but they want it, they, they buy it, they use it a month or two a year and it's, they're not really in a rush to sell. And I look back and I say, in February of last year was like the peak of, of all markets, right, Jim? Yeah. I've joked with you before and I, I've sort of called it like a zombie apocalypse yeah. of people pounding on doors. I'll buy it, whatever it goes for, I'll pay more, I'll pay more. He'll pay five, I'll pay six. That was happening last season. That was a weird time. I don't see that happening for a little bit. I think now it's just a normal market. If you wanted to sell a home and you wanted to buy one, it's a good time. You would get a good number and you'd get a fair number when you purchase. So I do think the market will change more towards a, um, an in-between market. Not a buyer's market, not a seller's market, but a market that you could move around in and not pay too much and not sell for for nothing. You're going to it's going to be somewhere in the middle. I think that's what we're going to start to see. Nice.
1: Nice. Well, you know, the thing that I always think is interesting, I remember when a friend of mine bought a house over in Mediterra and he said, yeah, I probably bought at the top of the market. This is about 2016, huh. I say. Yeah, yeah. And you know, now he's like doubled his value probably or at least 60-70%. Yeah. Sure. Uh higher than, than than what it was. And I just laugh at that because, you know, trying to time a market that's growing is, is really hard. But is. there are so many things and so many amenities coming to the Estero area, to Bonita area, and, and you might be able to find places, but you have to go further and further east. And as yeah. if you ever do want to come down in the summer, and as Joe and I both know, the further the closer you are to the water the better you're going to be because the temperature can range what five to eight degrees difference for sure and you know when it's 92 versus 96 it doesn't sound like a lot but i'm telling you there's a difference and the humidity difference but everybody wants that southwest florida lifestyle i mean we don't know what i mean we get you know two or three days a year that we can't play golf and we and we only can't play because we're spoiled we we won't play when it's you know, fifty-eight degrees because, uh, you know we, we're we're uh, we're Florida. We've been uh, ruined by Florida weather. We can't we you know we can't handle the cold, but we yeah, just won't sure. play those days. And I kid yeah. around about that that we have you know we have three to five bad uh, uh, weather days a year. Uh, but it's you know it's pretty close, right? Maybe a week uh, at the most. Sure. And, and I think that people that are up there, they're successful. Talk about like if I have a vacation home, I think it might be obvious to a lot of people, but some people won't know. What are some of the tax advantages? What are some of the ways that by renting it out and stuff that I can that I can write off uh you know taxes? I mean, I know that you can rent your home to a C Corp for 14 days a year to do events and things like that without having to report that income. Sure. Things like that, are There are strategies. What, yeah. you don't have to go into all of them, but are there strategies yeah. that are positive tax wise for me to have a vacation home?
2: That's good, Jim. And that, that, what you just mentioned was, was good. Cause that, that does make good sense. And there are people that are catching on to that. That does work pretty well. It really all depends on how you title a property. So yeah. if you title a property as an investment home versus a second home or a primary residence, there are different advantages that you would take. For example. If you were gonna be here five months a year, it might be worth calling it your homestead property because obviously income tax up north, um, it could be um, the homestead exemption or save our homes, which is good to have. If you have a property that it's your full-time residence, like I'm a full-time residence in my ho- a resident in my home, um, you get a $50,000 exemption, which isn't the craziest exemption in the world, right? But you, your home value is locked down and it can only go up to three. It can only go up three percent per year. So over a ten-year period, you know, I might be down here, and somebody might buy might buy up here. So there is some big tax advantages that way as making it your primary home. And then if you if it's your secondary home uh, or an investment property, you can write off a lot. I mean, if it's an investment property, you can write off a lot more than you can if it's a second home. So I, I recommend, you know, when you buy a property consult someone that you trust to find out how to, how to title that property and uh, a, an, an investment home. If you're going to turn that money into something else a 1031 exchange into the next, but these are things that do come up quite a bit. Um, I've had a lot of clients tell me, Joe, um, I didn't buy the home with you, but I, I want to sell it with you. And I want to not get hit with capital gains. I want to move that money. And I say, well, you titled it as a, as a second home. It's not titled as an investment property. A 1031 exchange only works for investors with an investment property. So these are just things we try to work with and and understand like if you, Jim, you came to me and you said, I don't live here and I wanna invest in in real estate and I want you to rent it out for me. I might suggest putting it in an investment home versus a second home because there are some advantages.
1: So the other thing on a 1031 that again, this, this is why you need a professional doing this let's say that I live in Chicago or or Cincinnati or someplace or Michigan and and I say, hey my my brother and I are going to buy this house he's going to use it sometime I'm going to use it sometime we're going to run it out other times and then we go to sell it and I say, man I want a 1031 because I want to buy a different property and he says, no, I don't want a 1031 what happens then Joe?
2: yeah well that's that's a, that's an interesting part actually there are there are ways. That, that can work out it's, oh, okay it's, there are ways that that can work
1: see you um, need a professional because i thought you couldn't do
2: it that way okay. it's 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 tricky for sure okay. yeah you definitely when it comes to that you know working with someone you trust getting a good cpa to sort of be involved in the beginning um it is nice when there's an attorney or or a cpa involved um in the purchase so they can understand what to do but jim that scenario there would be one that if there was a partnership and they brought that up, you know, I'd feel that wave of heat. Yeah. Stress. I'd feel that wave of stress and I go, oh, that's a, that's a tough one. So,
1: you know, it, 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 one of the things that, uh, you know, the message of this podcast episode is really to me, what a great place Southwest Florida is to have a, um, to live because that's where I live. That's where you live. But if you are just wanting to dip your toe in the water, you can rent the place and kind of check it out, come down for vacation. But thinking about, you know, even building an Airbnb business, this is a great location to do that. And you get, you're going to, you're You need somebody that can find you properties in the right area that have the right HOAs that know the right, the rules and everything else to be able to do that. And that's where I think it's important uh, to find a professional. But, you know, it's really finding a professional in anything that you do. And we're just talking about real estate in Southwest Florida today. But if you're up north, you're thinking about coming down, uh, you know, come on down and check it out. We've got a a lot to offer. And uh, 14, that's amazing that there's 14,000 real estate or realtors here. I don't want to say real estate professionals because, you know, uh, most of those, uh, uh, are not uh, real estate professionals but you know uh, uh your team and and you know you guys are in the top one tenth of one percent of all of those people down here as far as you have a team of people so it's not just hey can i get a hold of joe and if, what do i do if i can't get a hold of joe you know you have talk about that the team approach a little bit
2: jim 15, I would say 17 years ago, I had a client in my office and I tried to conquer the world. Right. I didn't want to pay for any additional team, you know, because they get expensive an employee. I thought, oh, my God, an employee. I don't want to cut into my commissions, you know, and and that leads into sort of some of my thoughts. Um, I never when I when I started to feel the pressure of of um, of a lot of workload, I had to make a change. I was sitting in the office, Jim. And I think 2003. I started to get busy. I, I I started in you know late 2000, and my phone. You know, when your when your phone beeps, the light flickers, and you can tell it's somebody somebody's calling you. So I'm with a customer, and I could I could feel this light beaming in my brain. You know that it's somebody's calling in, and I'm talking to the customer. And I'll never forget. I started like almost sweating because I thought, Oh my God, I know this is so-and-so calling me for an update on something. And I started, you know, I started stressing a little bit and then it kept ringing and ringing the whole time I was with this customer. And I said, I never want to be in this spot that I'm in right now. I'm trying to conquer the world. You know, it's probably someone mad about something. And I said, I got to start really getting a good team behind me. I'm, I'm not a believer in, uh, let's just do it ourselves because we can do it better. I don't believe, I mean, I, there are people that that do believe that um, and nothing against them if they feel that way. But for me, I just felt like I need to get somebody that's really good. And I hired um, Teresa, who's still with me, actually, still with me. And I knew her and her husband. I rented them a property. She worked at a country club and I called her husband up and I said, would Teresa come and work with me? He goes, yes. So we got me and her, it was me and her, and I started getting busy again, and I hired somebody else, and then I hired somebody. And every time I start to feel the pressure, I wanna get more people. I'm not afraid, if my business grows, Jim, to where I'm, I'm stressing now, um, I'll hire somebody else, and I'll find somebody good. And each time I hire someone, I have them sit down with my team first. Talk to my team, because I want them to tell you what it's like on a day-to-day basis. You know, what you see on the outside, yeah, Joe, he's you know, he's out there and doesn't look like he's too stressed. And you know, I got it's because I have set myself up with a team of people. Um, Jim, I don't miss kids' baseball games, I don't miss soccer. You know, I'm busy. I'm a dad though, and I try to balance that that world. a lot of my clients they say, you know, Joe, I don't want to take up your weekend. I know, you know, I know you got a family and we're good with that. Let me look at some homes. So, you know, I'll end up, I'll set up an appointment with somebody from my team and they feel like I'm involved and I am involved. I'm just not there physically until we start identifying where we want to be and then I'm able to just sort of jump in there. So, the key for me is is having a good team because my phone is next to me, and I, I it, the light just went off. Right, <laughs> right. I felt Jim. I felt nothing, because right. Teresa will grab that call and 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 put it in the right hands and and help me delegate. You know, we're delegating duties and we're working through it. And um, one of the things I never wanted people to say was, "Oh, Joe's too busy." Right. I'm not. I am not too busy. And another, another thing I, I never. Wanted people to feel like, um, you know, that I had so many customers that their business wasn't important to me. I wanted to make everybody feel like they were my only customer. So that's that's just a big, a big difference for me. It was never about money. It's never about commission. It was about making sure people are happy and they tell their friends and everything else. And uh, I just do the right thing. Jim, it's old school. It's an old school way. It works. Um, all this technology that we have. Jim I got ads that'll follow you around Facebook yeah you'll yeah. click on one of my listings you'll see it on your website you'll see it on Facebook you'll go click on CenturyLink to pay your bill my ad could pop up there there's so much technology that we can do now with barcodes and posts you know there's just so much I do it all but yeah, it's the same yeah. it's the old-school way Jim when the phone rings pick it up yeah, yeah get yeah, up yeah. Get out work early do something me and you talk at hours where uh, the world isn't even up yet.
1: Exactly. You know what? I love that too, because you get up early, get your workout in, get your brain going. Uh, I'm the same way. I love to get up early. All right, Joe, wrapping up a little bit here. Uh, If God came down from heaven and told you you could only retain the information that you obtained from one book that you've read, what would it be?
2: That's a good question. Um, I would say rich, rich dad, poor dad. I mean, that, that's a good one there. And it really is um, the motto of that book. I mean, I, everybody would read it and you could probably give it a different interpretation. It, it sort of relates to, to, to anybody really. Um, it's invest in yourself, you know, believe in yourself, invest in yourself. And that, that's, that's, you got to do that before anything. I mean, for example, if I, wanted to, if I wanted to play golf and I never hit a golf ball in my life, do you think I'm gonna want to just go on the first tee? I'm gonna work right. on my chipping, my putting, my driver. You know, just get everything ready the way I have, and, and get confidence. That way, I can get out there and I can I can play it. And it's the same way it relates to my life. Yeah. Um, all the things that that um, that you have to do to be successful. You don't just wake up one day and it's there. Jim, you got to work for it. It's a it's a process. You know, it's a. I've been doing this for 22 years. I'm still learning. There are times that things don't go perfect, but you know I, I believe in myself. I put money in my, uh, my on myself. Um, I know that my that that my um, client's best interest is that in my heart. And uh, you got to be confident. And that's that book right there really really talks about that. You know, when I in the beginning phases of my career, you're making a you're making a commission check and it's gone before you get it. Right. Yeah. So then you got to find a way to market yourself. How do you do that when you're spending it as fast as it's coming in? Yeah. Um, I think nowadays a lot of people want to pop it quick and do a hundred million dollar deal or first year and, and do that every, you know, those are, listen, those probably have happened, but I just get up early and I do the same thing every day. That's I, I awesome. work phone rings, I pick up and, uh, no, that's a good book. I, that relates well, and that's a that's one thing that people should do is believe in yourself, have confidence, get up, and get out there and 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 talk to people.
1: Awesome, awesome. Well, hey Joe, thank you so much for being on. And uh, I, uh, uh, you know, we were supposed to play in a golf tournament last week. We're gonna have to get out there on the golf. Oh, I think we are actually on Monday. Hopefully Monday.
2: Monday. Yes.
1: Uh, So uh, that's uh, one of the perks of living in Southwest Florida is all the golf. We end this show. We're going to end it. So thank you, Joe, so much for coming on. We're going to end this like we always do with the amazing words of Earl Nightingale. Take it away, Earl. Here's the key to success and the key to failure. We become what we think about. Now, let me say that again. We become what we think about.
0: Once again, thank you so much for taking the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. If you are looking to discover new wealth building strategies, then go to community.createTailwind.com. That's community.createTailwind.com to join our free online community and get access to free courses and in-depth training videos designed to help you build wealth and break away from the herd. Click the link in the show notes to access the community today. Thanks again for listening.